Calling all entrepreneurs. Are you ready for a biz boost in 2022? Tired of feeling alone or struggling to figure out this whole entrepreneur thing by yourself? Well, great, because we have your solution. We are hosting an in-person business conference in Nashville, Tennessee on April 25th through 28th, 2022. And this isn't your traditional boring corporate like conference either. I mean, do you even know Evie and I? <laughs> yes, the Heart Conference is a place for creative business owners and dreamers of all kinds to come together, experience community, learn business and marketing strategies that will help you grow and scale your business all while having the friggin' best time of your life. So get ready to be empowered in your business and life so you can go out and break down every barrier that is holding you back from achieving your goals. All right, and listen to our speaker lineup. Legit. All right, we have Jordan Lee Dooley, Paige Griffith of The Legal Page, Zim Flores, Angie Lee, as well as Lindsay and myself, and our keynote speaker, Donald Miller of Freaking Story Brand. Like, yes. Yeah. So basically, are you like ready to explode your business and build community in just three days? Because if so, it's time to learn some hardcore marketing and sales strategies that will grow your business beyond what you could ever imagine. Get paid to do what you love, speak to the heart of your ideal client, nip that feeling of loneliness in the bud, connect with a community of like-minded creative entrepreneur besties, receive over 12 hours of hardcore business education, dance your pants off at our heart dance party, and listen to seven industry leaders teach you everything they know. Yeah, it's a lot in just three days. Buzz gonna be good. (laughs) If you are ready to give your business a jumpstart in 2022 and lead in your business empowered, come join us at the Heart Conference. You can find out more at theheartuniversity.com forward slash conference. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. All right, I'm calling all my photographers out there. This episode is about to be a little nugget of fun, short and sweet insight into Lindsay's and my gear bags. So if you are in a season of growing your gear list, you're wanting to know what lenses and all that jazz that we use, or you are just curious about what kind of gear goes into shooting professional photography, any of the above, this episode is for you. Now, before we go further though, I wanted to take a minute to discuss what you actually need as a photographer. Because the reality is, my friend, you do not have to have all the gear under the sun, and you especially don't have to have it when you first start out. Lindsay and I are about to break down a bunch of gear that we have and use, but please keep in mind when listening that we have been accumulating this for years. And I remember what it feels like to see all of these photographers using these fancy schmancy and expensive as heck lenses or pieces of gear, and it's so easy to feel like, oh, well, I'll never succeed until I get that. So before we went any further with today's show, I just wanted to nip that thought in the bud. You do not need all of the fanciest, newest, nicest gear in the world. In fact, sometimes the simpler, the better. So Lindsay and I both use one specific lens about 80% of the time that we are shooting. You do not need a million pieces of the newest, nicest equipment in order to be a dang good photographer. All right. Now that that conversation is out of the way, I think it's time we get started with the full breakdown of what's in our gear bags. You ready? Let's go. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. 
you're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest, then buckle up, cause here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. All right, so before we get into it, I will preface, we are both Canon users. Um, yes. we, that's what we shoot on. We shoot on Canon, so most of our gear is Canon. Like, our bodies and most of our lenses are Canon. Um, we've shot on Nikon, like, a little bit here and there, especially when we um, recorded our camera basics course. Um, we kind of familiarized... I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Well, we kind of familiarized ourselves with Nikon, so that way we could teach both. Um, and it's not like we like think Canon is better and that's why we went with it. At least for me, I, I just went with Canon because the very first time I ever got my very first camera, the person that I asked recommended a Canon Rebel and that's the one that I went with. And then that's just <laughs> the tra- trajectory that I went down. I don't know, if it, Evie, if you chose yeah. Canon for a very specific reason. No, my, my dad did a lot of photography growing up and stuff and he always loved Canon. So I just yeah. kind of But I know a lot of it. people <laughs> that love Nikon and yeah. no and love Sony and yeah. and love Fujifilm or whatever. There's a lot of different ones. So Yeah, there is. Yeah. So it doesn't it doesn't matter. It doesn't also mean that the ones that we're sharing are like the absolute best of the best. We're just sharing what, what we, we have. have in our gear bags and what we shoot with. So let's start off with bodies. So we're the same. Uh, most of our gear bag <laughs> I will say is like almost identical, but we do vary off a little bit here and there. And so when we do, we will uh, say that. But to start off with, we both shoot with two uh, Canon 5D Mark IVs. That's pretty much like the top of the line in the Canon DSLR realm. Yeah. Um, they do I have the new mirrorless, which is like the R5 and the R6. Yes. Like, so they have- I have and- not had a chance to shoot on that yet though. So no, I cannot give it. It's not that this is a review podcast, but um, what I was going to say is- I started off with a uh, Canon Rebel when I was first starting, and then I think upgraded to a Canon 6D and then to the Mark IV. Yes. What did you do? Um, I had a little point and shoot for my parents, and then I got a 6D, and then I got a Mark III, and then 6D? Like 6, six like 6 0? Six, 6 0 D, yeah. That's so, so fascinating because mine a was a 6 D. Oh, I know. Okay. I remember. It I don't was, understand their naming though. system. Their naming system <laughs> confuses the crap out of me. So does Nikon's, but I also don't shoot on Nikon. So, anyways, yeah, it's yeah. like it's like three thirty eight hundred Nikon, whatever. Anyways, you get it. That's what we <laughs> shoot. So those are so, our bodies that we that we use. And then our staple lens, both of us go to the most often. Like I said in the intro, it's about the eighty percent time that we're using it is our Canon thirty five millimeter one point four. So that's Mm -hmm. what we use for like portraits. Most of the time, that's what I'm going to toss in my bag if I'm going on like a quick trip or a weekend getaway or something. Although I will say that's starting to change and I'm starting to use a different lens for just like, I need one lens, I'm taking it with me, which I'll get to in a second. I'm intrigued. (laughs) Uh, I also will say for anybody that doesn't know, when we say like Canon 35 millimeter, that is a fixed lens, meaning that it does not zoom. It's prime. Prime Mm -hmm. is fixed is the same kind of word in this scenario. Um, but it means that like the focal length is only 35 millimeters and it does not zoom in or out to, (laughs) yeah, to another focal length. So we love shooting with prime lenses. Uh, I know a lot of people love shooting with prime lenses because usually with prime lenses, you are able to get the aperture a lot, uh, like, um, yeah, lower. Thank you. That's the word. Um, (laughs) which results in a creamier image, which is prime. (laughs) <laughs> that's funny. Uh, that's funny. Pun intended. Yeah. Uh, pun intended. I didn't mean to, but we'll, we'll go Okay, with so it. pun unintended. 
<laughs> All right, um, moving on. So yeah, Canon 35 millimeter is what me and Evie use literally most often. I would say second up, especially for portraits, especially for like close-ups and creaminess is the Canon 50 millimeter. That goes down to an aperture of 1.2. It's really, really nice for, again, like I said, those close-ups. We don't use it as often as our 35, but I know a lot of people that almost prefer it sometimes. I think it yeah. just depends photographer to photographer. It's a beautiful lens. I will say that. It's like, and this is different than like the Nifty 50. Like this, yeah. it, like this is like kind of an expensive lens because like the Nifty 50 is what we started off with, which yeah. is a 50 millimeter prime, but it goes down to, I think, 1.8. Yeah. And I will say for some reason, that ability of, to go from 1.8 to 1.2 makes a difference. I will say though, when I started, I went from my kit lens to my Nifty 50, so my 51.8. Oh, oh that my gosh, my world yes. was shook. <laughs> okay, wait, can I just make a blanket statement for any yes. photographer out there? No shame if you are currently doing this, but take your kit lens kindly and open your trash can oh and throw God. it in. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Sell it and actually make money out of it. But stop right now shooting on a kit lens. And when Unless I say you're just shooting lens, for fun, like if you're just shooting then, around, like you want good photos. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's being facetious. Is that the word? Facetious? Yeah, facetious. Whatever. You get what I'm saying. <laughs> um, what I mean, like, in the kindest way possible, you are going to get a better product image. if you image if you ditch your kit lens. And when I say kit lens, that means, like, the traditional lens that comes with a, can or a camera. It's like the 16 to 55 millimeter or, or like, like... Or like, yeah, 18 to, yeah. to 70. I don't know. Something. It's, Speaking, it means that it zooms a lot. It goes through a lot of different focal lengths. And usually the aperture changes as you're zooming. And usually the aperture is very high. Like it's like a 4.0. Like it doesn't go below four, which means that your image is not creamy and awesome. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Savage. Okay. <laughs> well, I will say a Nifty 50 for anyone who's listening to this and is like, I have a kit lens. I can't afford anything else. A Nifty 50 is pretty affordable. A so. hundred bucks. Yeah, it's pretty affordable. Anyways, you can. Yeah, I believe in you. You can do it. <laughs> All right. The next. Speaking of zoom lenses, because we are not only Team Prime. I yeah, we have, we're not all haters. We're not all hate. <laughs> uh, this is the lens I actually my first zoom lens I, I first got, and I was like, whoa, okay. If you get a good zoom lens, it can be a good lens. So yeah. I have the Canon twenty four to seventy f two point eight. Um, this is an extremely versatile lens. So this but you'll is notice f two point eight is still lower than f four, which yeah, actually makes still, a huge difference. And the thing with this Canon lens and and a good quality zoom lens is that it stays at one aperture throughout all of the focal lengths. So whether I'm at twenty four, you know, like millimeters, or I'm at seventy millimeters, it is staying at two point eight or whatever I set it to. It doesn't like adjust to it because like I don't. I'm sorry, no one needs f stop eight. Unless you're shooting landscape. <laughs> That's true. Anyways, so this uh, 24 to 70 is a very like versatile lens. And this is the one that I've actually been reaching for a little bit more when I go on trips just because of the versatility. And mm. like it gives me a bit more wide angle than the 35. So when I'm traveling and I'm in the mountains or I'm in like you know, the ocean or whatever, like cliffside, like I want to capture more of the scenery of where I am. I've just been taking this one lens and it just gives me that variety. Um, so I've enjoyed that. And then I also use this a lot during wedding ceremonies. I will use this if I have like a big wedding party or big families because I'm usually bumping my aperture up anyways. So a yeah. 2.8 with like a 24 lens can be a really good like focal. So anyways, I, I love that lens. 
The next one, I'm going to cover this one too because that one's in my bag and this next one's in my bag. And then Lindsay has two lenses that are in hers that aren't in mine. Um, So the next one is my Canon 70 to 200, also an F2.8. So an aperture of 2.8. And if you've seen this one, you would recognize it. (laughs) You know that this is the lens where you're like, oh, dang, like it's this long gray, like <laughs> beast. It's like, imagine those photographers on the side of a football stadium. Like, okay, yeah. that's actually, that, that's actually probably not that lens. It's probably even aggressive, but like that kind of thing. Yes, it looks very, it looks like you're a freaking legit photographer. <laughs> but it's, it's a just amazing, like super zoom lens that can get those really like up close and personal shots without being in your subject's face. So this is the one that I use for wedding ceremonies when I really want to have that like close up, like tear rolling down the face, but I don't necessarily want to have to be like running halfway up the aisle to get that shot. Like I can Mm -hmm. do it from wherever I'm at. Um, This is also the lens that I'll use to shoot like surfing, although it's sometimes not even that good of it. Like I need more of a zoom, but so it's just a fun lens. Whatever the football people are using. Yeah, whatever that thing is. Oh man. No, I love, I don't have the Canon 70 to 200, but I've rented it a couple of times and I've also had second shooters who had it and I've used it before and I really love it. However, I don't like the size. Um, the only thing that stopped me from, from buying it is like taking it to destination weddings is like a work of. Yeah, it's Not definitely, <laughs> it, it usually goes in my carry-on because I often can't fit in my gear bag with all the rest of my gear because yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> it is. So what I use in lieu of that um, is a Sigma 85 millimeter f-stop 1.4. So this isn't as beastie size-wise as like, it's not long as a 70 to 200. However, it is pretty thick. And I mean, it is a, it is a bigger lens, especially comparing it to like the 50 millimeter or the 35 millimeter. I would actually compare it size-wise it's almost a little fatter than the Canon 24 to 70. Um, so it's pretty big, but and a Sigma is an off-brand. So we actually started with Sigma lenses before we got like Canon, like 35 millimeters, for example. Um, and that's a really great way to actually get cheaper lenses just to start off with because um, they are cheaper and they roughly give you like the same look. I will say though, it because it's an off-brand, sometimes the quality isn't as good. And so, for example, I had a Sigma 35 millimeter to start off with before I upgraded to a Canon 35 millimeter. And after a while, the like image just kept getting fuzzy. And it wasn't just because I was not getting it in focus. It was just like fuzzy all the time. Um, and so I think that's pretty common for Sigma lenses. However, I will say, maybe it's just because I don't use it like frequently, but my Sigma 85 millimeter has never failed me. I love this lens so much. So very similar to what Evie said about the Canon 70 to 200, I use it during ceremony shots. And because the f-stop goes down to 1.4, it gives me the most creamy, bokeh, beautiful... Yeah, I don't know why I said that, but... Beautiful. <laughs> beautiful background. Like imagine just like a sea of, of haziness, especially like if you get twinkle lights, blurry. It's like this beautiful like circle that's like blurry. You get what I'm saying. Um, and it just makes like my subjects in focus so, so well, just because I just love that lens so much. So I use it for, um, cocktail hour and also wedding ceremonies when I don't want to get up in people's grill. But like Evie said, you want to get like that tear rolling down, like the mother's cheek as her daughter gets married or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So dramatic. Hey, have you been eyeing the heart conference tickets, but maybe feeling really torn or overwhelmed? Like, 
wow, it sounds amazing to get to sit and learn from seven of the industry's biggest movers and shakers. And getting in a room with dozens of other powerhouse entrepreneurs sounds like a game changer. And man, you really need that boost in your business this year. But it also just feels like a lot. Look, we get it. Going somewhere alone can be really freaking overwhelming. Traveling can be expensive and hard, which is why we have the Heart Conference Facebook group. We have dozens of other entrepreneurs in there connecting with each other before our week together in Nashville. And that's also a great place to find travel buddies to go with you and split travel costs like lodging, rent-to-cars, etc. To join the Facebook group and find your people to make this experience even more fun and exciting, go to theheartuniversity.com forward slash conference. There's a section on the page to join the group, and the link directly to the Facebook group is also in the show notes. We want to see you in Nashville, so grab a ticket if you haven't already and come join the pregame party in our conference Facebook group to grab a travel buddy, meet new friends, and get hyped together. That's theheartuniversity.com forward slash conference, and we'll see you in Nashville. Are you in a crazy busy season of life? My hand is raised. Whether you are a mom or an entrepreneur or maybe even both, if you have a lot on your plate, but you're also still trying to eat healthy and nourish your body, my friend, we have a treat for you today. Evie and I have been loving Daily Harvest lately. In case you're not familiar with the brand, Daily Harvest helps you stock your home with clean, delicious food delivered to your door that's built on real fruits and vegetables and ready to enjoy in minutes. We have been loving the freedom of having delicious, healthy food at our fingertips in the midst of our busy days. Yes, and everything they make is free of refined sugars, gluten, fillers, preservatives, or anything artificial. They have everything too, from harvest bowls to smoothies to flatbreads to soups to lattes and oat bowls and so much more. It's a lot. And it's all freaking delicious. So if you're ready to save hours of time while still fueling your body with clean, delicious food, then you can get $25 off your first box with code HEART. Go to daily-harvest.com and use the code HEART for $25 off. And then the last one that is in my gear bag that I really love is the Canon 100 millimeter. It is an F-stop that goes down to 2.8. So again, that's honestly, if I had the Canon 70 to 200, I probably wouldn't need this. Well, actually, do you shoot details with the Canon 70 to 200? No, no, I do not. I either rent a 100 millimeter or I use my 50 or something like that. I got you. I was going to say, because that's like beastie. Anyways, the Canon, wow, I can't talk. The Canon 100 millimeter is just a really, really good close-up lens. So I always use that for close-up details, like ring shots, because if you're, if you're a wedding photographer, like the closest thing that you could get is probably like the Canon 70 or 24 to 70, or maybe like your Canon 50 millimeter. But even that won't get like a very, very good, like macro close-up shot of a ring that's like glinting in the light, you know? Yep. And so uh, I find the 100 millimeter works great for that. Yep. And as you probably heard us mention just a couple of times casually, you don't always have to have all the gear in the world you can rent. So yeah. sometimes like if I want a detail, you know, whatever, like I'll rent an 85 millimeter or I'll rent a 100 millimeter depending on like what the ceremony setup is and what I want. Um, and usually a rental totally depends on who you're renting it from and what lens or gear you're renting. But usually it's pretty dang affordable and a great alternative to investing in a lens. Yes. All, All right, right, let's now, move on to flashes. Yes. <laughs> so flashes, Lindsay and I have two separate kinds. So I have two Godox v 86011 c flashes. So you can just kind of ignore that. I basically have Godox flashes and we will have... <laughs> 
all of uh, I can share this later, but we'll have a PDF for you to actually like get all of this information so you don't have to be writing all of it down. Yeah, because it can be a little bit wordy, but I have two Sunpack flashes. It's a DF4000U, but again, like we can link this all for you in the show notes um, as well as the PDF that we're going to share in a second. Um, and now, my, at least my flashes are like not top of the line. They're not like Canon brand. I know a lot of people love Canon brand, which I like think the for speed lights. Yes. I think for lenses is is important, but I have never had an issue in my entire career as a photographer with like an off-brand flash. Um, I think you can rock and roll with that. And I know, Evie, you said your Godox has like built-in or it comes with rechargeable batteries, correct? Yeah. So there are battery packs and battery charging like chargers that go with the Godox. So I will say my Godox is an off-brand of the... Like sun, like speed lights, the um, Canon speed lights, and mm-hmm. I have used these. These things are tanks; they've never failed me ever. And I've had multiple photography students, workshop students, whatever, who I've shared my lenses or flashes with. Second shooters who've worked with me who've had the speed lights, and their speed lights are constantly crapping out on them. And they've seen my Godox just like rapid firing, and the batteries last forever, and they're just amazing. And so it's just one of those situations where like I cannot tell you the number of like people who switch from the speed lights to the Godoxes. So if you are wanting something that you're like, I want something reliable with like built-in battery packs that, you know, whatever, like that are rechargeable mm-hmm. and all this stuff, like a Godox is a great way for a fraction of the price. But also yeah. sun packs are amazing as well. Well, with sun packs, I will say they don't come because they're, it's a, it's like I said, it's a cheaper flash. They don't come with built-in battery packs. So what I do is don't, if anybody out there is a wedding photographer and you're buying like Canon battery or not Canon, uh, you're buying like Duracell batteries, like every single, like double A, every single wedding. Don't do that. Save yourself some time and energy. Um, get a Godox, like Evie said, with built in batteries that you can recharge. Or what I do is I just get Panasonic and a loop rechargeable batteries on Amazon. Again, we'll link those for you, but basically it's the same thing. It just doesn't come with Sunpack. You have to buy it separately, but I those will, have never failed me. I will say, I want to throw out here. I had, uh, I think it might have even been Sunpack. I had one, a lens where it needed like batteries to go into it for, not lens, sorry, flash that had like batteries that needed to go in, like typical AA batteries or whatever. And I always kept a pack of like actual, like whatever, Energizer Bunny, (laughs) I can't think, Duracell, like like AA batteries in my camera bag just in case my rechargeable batteries like crapped out or anything happened. I always had like a backup set. So if you are going to do like rechargeable batteries in that situation, I would keep a set because rechargeable batteries can be amazing, but over time they can wear, they can go out faster, just different things. So if you're going to go that route, I would keep a backup. And then I always have a backup Sunpack flash in my bag as well with those batteries as with my Godoxes. So that's just throwing that out there. All right. Next up, well, let's talk about our harnesses. So harnesses are, are not, I don't think every single photographer needs these. It's a harness is basically just so you can like wear two cameras on your body at the same time. Um, you know, cause every single camera comes with like a loop that you would put it around your neck uh, like for one, but when you're on a wedding day, or even if you're on a shoot, if you're just a portrait photographer or a family photographer, it's still really nice to have two cameras on you at the same time. So that way you can rock two different lenses. Um, also if you're a wedding photographer, just highly recommend that you always have two cameras because like you do not want to be in a situation where you're on a wedding day and your one and only single camera body craps out on you. Cause that happens sometimes. So yeah. have two cameras. So the way that we, uh, use two cameras 
like wearing them on the same day is through harnesses. I have the Hold Fast Moneymaker camera harness. And Evie, what do you have? I have the Black Rapid dual camera harness, like the crossbody. So nice. I don't have one of the fancy leather expensive ones, but the one I have had, I've had for five, six years of my career and my back always feels great and it's awesome. So reminder, don't always have to have the most expensive things. Yep, rock and roll. All right, next up, like we could go on, but I I know this is like almost like a topic that might be a little bit easier to see visuals of because like we could go into the depths of our gear bag, like talking about CF and SD cards, hard drives, memory card readers, Bluetooth speakers, like and all of that. And so what we've done to kind of go with this episode is we created a PDF just as a visual guide to come alongside you since it's really nice to like, that way you can listen to this episode um, or even just like go back after you've done listening to it and look at like literally pictures and just links of like what we're talking about. So that way it's, you don't have to like write down, wait, what was that? Sunpacks, go dot, what, huh? Like an loop, what? <laughs> <laughs> like it can be a lot, especially when you're first getting started as a photographer, whether it's professional or just as a hobby. So if you go to theheartuniversity.com forward slash gear, you can download our guide where we just basically have a visual of this entire episode. Yes. And the link will be in the show notes as well. But as a final point, kind of wrapping up this episode, we just wanted you to notice, like we don't have all the gear under the sun. Like I don't have an 85 millimeter and Lindsay doesn't have a 24 to 70 or, you know, whatever. Like we don't have everything and you don't always need to have the biggest, newest, nicest lens on the block. Like you don't need the fanciest thing. So we hope this encourages you to use what you have to find what really works for you and what you enjoy to slowly grow your gear bag over time and to rent when you can or to borrow from a friend or you know test out a lens and see how you feel about it. Because what you love might not be what somebody else's loves and vice versa. What somebody else loves might not be what you enjoy. So find the gear that just makes your heart sing, that helps you be creatively inspired and create the best work for yourself and for your clients. Yes. And don't forget to go download the guide, heartuniversity.com forward slash gear to get a visual if you want more help. And all, all right. direct links so you can actually go and see and purchase. Yeah. All right. All right. Love Rock you. and roll, friend. <laughs>